This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCube, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. Welcome back to the Good Things Guy jackpot. This week is going to be a little bit different, and it's a little bit odd for me. I'm I'm normally on the other end of the seat, and I get to ask questions and and listen to people's stories. And someone that I met on Twitter, Kev Sanders. I mean, we've been following each other for for quite some time, and we started chatting about his podcast and podcasting in South Africa and how podcasts work and all those great things. And he he asked me if I could be on his podcast, and I said, why don't we do a double podcast or a joint podcast where we're sort of interviewing each other or he's interviewing me or however it works. It's a conversation, and we'll put it up on Jackpot as well as his podcast, which is Disruptive intent so kev welcome yeah. the stage is yours i guess yeah thanks so this is uh, actually weird getting an intro by your guest <laughs> it's it is a bit bizarre but take over this is your space cool. like i said um like i said uh, disruptive intent is a whole conversation where i get to sit um, and have the privilege of chatting to people that i find interesting and you're one of those guys it's random to say it's odd these days to find people focusing on the good with the whole media and everything focusing on clickbait and, and negative that and that's why every morning i go to twitter and like okay, okay cool what did brent say and like you always have these inspiring messages and i want to like but i don't know much about you more than the little bit of that i got to know you about in, in cliff central and on jackpot like i said that's that's the only from over the mic and social media on Twitter, and that's all that I know about you. So I thought, why not get the chance to sit down with you, and then we can have a chat and find out who you are. So if you can give me elevator pitch, um, who is Brent? Elevator pitch, who am I? Mm. I'm an average guy. Uh, that, I mean, that's generally how I start my talks when I, when I have to do talks and, and get up on stage. Yeah. But I explain that I'm an average guy, and the reason for yeah. that is because I grew up in the south of Johannesburg. Okay. Born in Alberton. 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 Yeah. And um yeah, I I really lived uh, the middle class average life if you want to if you want to look at it like that. I had mm. a great uh, have a great mom, had a great dad, mm. um brothers and sisters and went to government school. There was yeah. there was no uh, specialness or going to private schools no. or being part of those mm. clubs. Started working at the age of 15 to have my own money i mean my, my parents sure. didn't have oh. excess money yeah, yeah, started yeah, working at the age of 15 mm-hmm. and somehow figured out that you got to give it your all and you got to put everything into absolutely you got you got to put yourself and as much as you can into everything that you do um in order to succeed and to get something back I see, I see. and i think from a young age i i did work towards that and um Everything that I've done, I've sort of given 110%, and, and somehow through what I've done, it's come out better the other side. Yeah. So elevator pitch, uh, maybe not an elevator pitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's like so that's a concept of the point. Like we start off with that elevator pitch, and then it's yeah. Yeah, well, I'm it's a, a very I'm, tall building. I'm a <laughs> I'm a good guy. That's uh, that's just an average guy, and I've taken something that I love and believe in and yeah. a passion, and I've turned it into a business. No, that's awesome. Like I said, that's that's the thing. What I say. If you can do your start doing your hobby for a living, 
That's perfect. That's the way people you end up happy is because then you're excited to do every day. You're not like Monday morning is the worst. It, it's you exciting to put on your jersey or whatever. Do whatever you need on a Monday. And what I actually trying to figure out now is during that time in Alberta when you when you like grew up, who were you listening to? What made you change to be that good guy? Because not every like I said, I, I bet you the neighbors like the guy there. He's not starting his own podcast with the good guy and stuff like that. So, you know, that I think growing up, and if I look back, mm. um, I was surrounded by incredible human beings. And I, I think mm. if I have to put that into a frame of reference, my family, yeah. uh, my family is and, and was, and those that are not with us any longer, were incredible human beings that, That's um, amazing, yeah. that taught me quite a lot and uh, made me believe in myself and gave me the confidence and, mm-hmm. and really... The taught me a lot is, is where it matters because they taught me things that I still keep with me today. My, my grandmother, who's no longer with us, yeah. I constantly do silly things where I'll be <laughs> like, ah, no, don't put your shoes on the table. My mm. grand would kill you. Um, so they've, yeah. they've taught me well. And I think that's uh, where it comes from. Okay. So it's basically just a good foundation that you took off. And it's like the space shuttle is like you had a good foundation. I just took off and ran with the whole idea. I think so. So, so good foundation is a starting point. Yeah. Um, exactly what you said. Mm. You, the neighbor that I had might as well have had a good foundation as well, but mm-hmm. are they doing the best that they can possibly do? True. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer to that is maybe the want, yeah. the, the want that a, a human being has and the drive and, exactly, and wanting yeah. to do better and wanting to do more. I'll tell you when I, when I left um, school, I went to uh, America for two years, okay. year and a half. Mm-hmm. Let's call it two years. Yeah. And uh, I went over there. It was the first trip that I'd ever really been overseas. Mm-hmm. I wasn't lucky enough to travel when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I got this really crazy job opportunity in the States. Okay. Um, basically, manual labor yeah. at minimum wage uh, see, um, to pull South Africans over to go to all the, <laughs> all the really drudge work. Yeah, yeah. And through my experience, I went there. And, and the reason why the, the dates are confusing is because I went there for about a year. And then I came back for a couple of months. And in the couple of months that I was here, all that I could focus on Mm. was doing my visa again and getting back over to to America because my idea was, and in my mind, I believed that the only thing that mattered and the only opportunities that I could find would Mm. be in America because I was young. I was was impressionable. That's that's most of the people. If I can think of, in my matric here, I think there's at least five or six people that all went that route. They went Australia, England, or some of them were lucky and may end up in the US. So that's... that's, And and that was the thing, right? So I'm I'm 19 years Mm. old. I've been living in the States for a year. I've seen all these great things. I mean, standing in the middle of New York for the first time for someone that comes from Alberton (laughs) is a complete eye opener. You realize that there's more to the world than just Alberson. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but but once I'd got over the second time, mm-hmm. once I'd gone back over the second time, yeah. and I was working in in America, something changed. Okay. And I realized that during that second stint, um, I realized that my calling was in South Africa. That's cool. And I realized that the only way that I would be able to fulfill 
whoever I am. At, mm. at the time, I didn't know that I would have a good news website yes, or yeah. a show. or I didn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I had to be back in South Africa because the place where I would succeed and where I would do good things yeah. was where I'd, I'd come from. I, I can't be in a, another, country. another country. I had to yeah. be in South Africa. Well, we're glad you're here. That's, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Making a change in here. But so, so you would say that your travels actually broaden your horizon. I think, well, I think that's one of the key things. Once you speak to successful people you know they, they didn't stay in their hometown they've been either been through the whole South Africa or they've been abroad and that was like opened their mind like I was joking about you earlier about going to a Buddhist monastery and that like I think you need something like that once you um, stay within your own little bubble and then your own echo chamber you can't breach your potential you have to see like but that, that, I think that's why they call America the, the land of opportunity and stuff like that because like that would have opened your mind it's like oh, but there's so much to this world to do what year spectrum were you were you there so I'm going to give you age away uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind giving my age away cool. um, so I matriculated in 2002 okay. and I went to the states the first time in 2003 oh, okay, cool. so I'd applied for varsity because yeah. uh, that's what everybody needs to do mm-hmm. after school yeah. and, and my father had paid the registration fees and mm. I, I got into UJ at the time it was called Rao. Uh, it was still Rans Afrikaans University. And I got into UJ and uh, and during registration week I just I freaked out. Mm. I was like I, I can't be yeah. in varsity. I, I'm not ready to study. Um, I, mean, I hated studying. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah, it didn't so process, yeah. yeah. So um, I, sp- <laughs> I spoke to my mom actually. Mm-hmm. I, I gave her a call and I said, "Look, Dad's going to be really upset, but mm-hmm. I'm not ready to study." Yeah. And she was understanding, and she had the conversation with him. He was mm-hmm. so mad because um, he, he, you know, what do you do when your kids are 18 and yeah, where yeah, they're going to yeah, go? Actually- um, and that's when the decision was made to try find an opportunity to go overseas. Mm-hmm. But if I, if I take a step back, you said about um, going to the Buddhist temples or whatever. Yes, yes, so yes. just for the listeners, I'd WhatsApp Kevin. I was like, listen, do I need to prepare for this? Do I need to like bring in notes of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. of my life story? And he said, well, if you want to go find yourself, go to a Buddhist temple um, and then we can reschedule the yeah. podcast. In all honesty, I'm now, and I'm not scared of giving away my age. I'm 34. And since, mm. since that first overseas trip to America, I've been incredibly lucky mm-hmm. to have traveled. Um, I've been sent to different countries. I've paid for myself to go to certain trips. Mm. Um, so there's been all these experiences that have come my way. Mm. And two years ago, I, I got selected on something called the Kerala Blog Express. Yeah. And it's a trip to Kerala, um, which is in India. Okay. And before, when I was still doing my research and all these great things to go over there, I still called it Kerala. I was like, a real, I'm going to Kerala. <laughs> and then I arrived and everybody's like, welcome to Kerala. And yeah. I was like, well, this is an eye-opener. Mm, nice. But, Alberta, well done. <laughs> <laughs> raising my flag. Um, but being in Kerala and, mm. and spending that time in India forever changed me. I, re- it, I really did find myself. And so I'm ready for this interview yes. and whatever questions you're going to throw my way. <laughs> no, but that's cool. As I said, um, I think, um, would you say then your travels in that would have uh, like shown you the good in, in people? Because I think that's, that's a, that's a cool thing that I've, like, I've been in South Africa and our neighboring countries and that. And like, you always find, like, you, you hear the bad in those countries, but most, 
times you experience the good. You, you see the good people and you see the kind old Tani helping you in Namibia and whatever. So, but it's like I said, those are the, uh, do you, would you claim your travels to your good nature or does that still, or, or just accelerating what your, your family has taught you? Like, I think accelerating is a great word. Mm. And, and another great word is perspective. Yes. So I think traveling really does give one perspective. Definitely. If we take the state of the nation right now mm-hmm. and of South Africa, a lot of the decision making um, is being made out of fear, I yes, believe, and the, the fear that um, that the majority of mm-hmm. South African citizens are feeling is because they're they're living in poverty, yes. they don't have a lot, um, and their perspective is as big as what their their journey has brought them on. Yeah. I've been lucky enough, and again, I'll, I'll use India as an example. So. In Kerala, the, I went, I've been to India twice and in Kerala, it, it's very islandy and it feels, it's very close to mm. being on an island. It yes. feels that way. There's, yeah. there's, um, the backwaters, which is all these uh, lagoons and lakes and canals mm. everywhere yeah. and there's palm trees everywhere and there's nice. coconuts and mm. so it feels like quite islandy. But, um, but last year I got to go to Mumbai mm-hmm. and I did, um, a full, 12 days on a train that I traveled yeah, around traveled. India and I got to see India. And let me tell you something here. Poverty in another country and, and race relations in yes. another country is a very, I want to use the word incredible, which is not the greatest adjective, yeah. but it, it is an incredible thing to see because it changes your perspective. Definitely. Yeah. So in India, there's, there's people that are so poor mm. in India that when you're driving in your, your tour bus or like we were, mm. um, and you get to, to cities, there's people that are begging that are completely naked. And they're not, they're not naked because they're trying to get attention. Mm-hmm. The, the guides that were with us, cause I asked these questions. Yeah, I was like, why? Yeah. They explained that they are naked because they are so poor. Jeez. They do, they do not have yeah. any yeah. funds yeah, to, to be able to clothe, clothe themselves. themselves yeah. And Jeez. they, they stand yeah. begging naked. Yeah, yeah. And then like learning about Again in India, I'm going to keep going back there. Um, <laughs> Looks like I, I need to book the flight I, now. <laughs> I, I promise I've been to different countries. Um, in India, they've got something called the caste system, okay. which I had never heard of, mm-hmm. um, which is bizarre as well. Okay. And and my ignorance to learning about other cultures is maybe my downfall. Mm-hmm. But in the caste system in India, people that look the same, sound the same, and are the same because they're all human yes. and they're all from India. Mm-hmm. They're segregated into different groups. Okay. And as far as I understand, there's five different castes that yes, they yes. call them. And it's a hierarchy. You fit into a certain hierarchy. Mm-hmm. But the one caste is so, um, thought to be so horrible to be born into that caste Jeez, yeah, that they call them the untouchables. Yeah. And I heard this, this from our tour guide in yeah. 2018. She told us without being scared of, mm. of, um, promoting hate and being uh, racist. Yes, she yes. said that if she is at the office mm-hmm. and a tea chila, the tea person yes. comes and brings her tea and serves her tea, if she finds out that that tea chila is an untouchable, mm. she will throw the tea in that person's face Jeez. and wash her hands with bleach. It was 2018 when I heard that story, and she wasn't scared to yeah, say it's it. Like common and practice, yeah. totally. And the bus driver who was driving the bus didn't even bat an eyelid, mm. and the other tour guide didn't. Like no one, it was just so normally spoken about. Mm. And that you take that information, and you take that story, and you take that perspective, and then you come back to our country, South Africa, yes. where where 
race baiting is heightened in our media Definitely. and in the news and yeah, through yeah. politicians. Mm, but the reality is if I look at South Africans living, working, loving each other side True, by side, yeah, we, we live in a beautiful country. And the race is really forced by politicians and such. Um, so, yeah, so my, the, the yeah. basis and the conclusion there is traveling gives you a perspective. Perspective, yeah. That is that's one of the key things. And one of the things I'm trying to always promote is um, people just reading. People get so stuck in a cost, like you said, in their cost, and that's their group of people. And it's like, why would I want to expand my world? And as soon as you get out of that, it's it's insane. It's how, how your mind broadens and your perspective on the whole thing changes because then you see things through other people's minds. I think that's 90% of the time why any conflict starts um, is you don't knowing what the other person's perspective is and why they're making certain choices. Like I always, always get really killed about this because when I'm a slow just my just in my twenties, I'd say, okay, "Now I need to read. Knowledge is power, and you need to read." And I fell in love with um, reading about bad people, like bad people in history, and trying to figure out what made them. Do like, what these was the things. motivation? Yeah, I was like, "Why did you you don't get born?" It's like, "Yes, today I'm gonna wipe out this nation, or I'm gonna be Hitler." It's like, you, "Baby Hitler didn't must like just walk out there." There was a, a certain event of things, and then. I said one of the people were Hitler. Actually, I read all these books and the perspective on him, and I heard like how he hated the Jews, and he was in an environment where the Jews were thriving, and his family was poor, and he was. I said, and obviously, like I said, accumulation of things, and not having the emotional intelligence back then, and anyone to teach you that. Um, obviously, you'll get angry to a point, and then also he surrounded himself by people that felt the same. So in that same echo chamber, he kept on growing and growing and growing. And if you don't have people that are strong enough around you I think that's to your point about having amazing people around you not actually disagreeing with you but just questioning your stance on something and having the emotional intelligence to know it's like okay maybe I need to adjust my viewpoint on this and like I said, you can end up Hitler or the good side where you become a Brent Lineke <laughs> <laughs> so I must so, say um, to your point that mm. there's that saying and it's so cliche but I think it's so true yeah. you are the sum of yes. like the five people that you hang around with or the 10 yeah. people that you hang around with. Like you, yeah. you become that. Mm-hmm. And um, someone that I've had on the show before, Richard Mulholland, yeah. who is oh. an incredible yeah, human being. In- insanely cool. He <laughs> loves to call me out <laughs> on my BS. Okay. Like if he thinks that I've said something yeah. or done something or if he mm. just thinks that I'm not doing things the correct way, yeah. he'll pick up the phone and he'll be, he'll be like, okay. Brent, that's not cool. Yeah. And I love that. Mm. I love that. It's good to have those people around you. Exactly. Just recently, I think a year or so ago, I started avoiding bad conversations. Like I said, at the office, you get these groups of people that huddle together around a cigarette and everyone's like, yeah, but it's like, how bad is this? And how horrible is this? And then that just accumulates. And this guy tries to beat this guy by how bad his story is. And all of a sudden, you've got five people that are so angry at the world. And now you get those people in a car on the N1 and they like, it, it just... The butterfly effect from having a bad conversation is so insane. Well, I was going to mm. add to that is mm. our social media com- yeah. comments streams. You yeah. can get so sucked in <laughs> to yeah. like negativity exactly. on social media. That's why um, on Twitter now I went and unfollowed all news sources. Any news outlet in the world, I just went and completely unfollowed them because they're they so focused on the bad. And it's like, oh, you couldn't believe this person did this or that person did this or it's like – 
why? Why is there no? And then you find the odd story. And it's like, okay, that's why I said I go to your Twitter in the morning. It's like, okay, cool. Okay, need something good in the morning. <laughs> good in the morning. Meditation. Okay, then go to work. That's fine. Well, thank you for that. I, I appreciate that. But it's, um, it's, it's finding those little, those good opportunities. And I think it's within us all. It's your choice to associate with the bad or just distance yourself from that and, and for a second evaluate the people um, that are around you. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big follower of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm not sure if you know Gary. He's amazing. Yeah. He's exactly the same. It's like, okay, um, he takes it to another extent. It's like, okay, find your loser friend and get rid of him. It's like, okay, that's, that's a tiny <laughs> bit drastic, but that's kind of what you need to do. Because what is those, like, it sounds very selfish, but what are those people going to help you in the long term? Not that you expect something back. You need to give. That's, that's the cool thing about giving, giving, giving and not expecting anything back. It's, it's, it's the, the way you should, should be. Um, and then everyone is around you like that, then, everyone's going to give, give, give to a point. I think that's why I value the friends that I have around me now because we will randomly send stuff to people and we've got a group on WhatsApp that we chat on and, and it's only good. When we go to just have a normal braai or go out to a club or place, whatever, it's good environment. Like we all encourage each other. There's no about um, this guy got promoted, screw him. Like, oh, no, Mr. Big Rich or whatever. There's no bad vibes. It sounds cliche, but there's no, nothing between us. We all encourage each other. And if someone, if one member of the group is excelling, it's better for the group. So if one guy caught a massive buffalo, it's like, yeah. Yes, we're all going to feast tonight. And in the long end, it does end up like that because it benefits benefits us all. And I think that's just the general consent of and, – and the more that I interact with people that I find like yourself and the other people like – it's just that thing. It's just do what you're passionate about and then you'll be happy in that sense and then surround yourself with with, with amazing people and you'll thrive even more because that – like I said, that good – good vibes and good emotion that you have around you attracts more good people around you. Well, I've seen that now, right? So good things guy will be four years old in on the 1st of August. Mm. And for four years, I've literally, um, I've swam in an ocean of good news every day. That's awesome. Do you know, yeah. do you know how good that is for my soul? Yeah. And, and for really. anybody, if, mm. if n- not everybody is lucky as me, yeah, uh, that they get to do this as a job. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that if you had to go and, and, and surround yourself with good people, yeah. or I don't know, it doesn't have to be my websites. It could be someone else's that you find and that, that feeds your yeah. soul. I don't know, gardening. If you, gardening's your thing. Yeah. And you log on to gardening websites mm-hmm. and you buy gardening magazines and you're feeding your soul mm-hmm. with this goodness every day. Exactly. Yeah. It literally lights up you're inside and you True. light no, up outside. Yeah. You, you, you become what you feed your mind. Um, one of the things that I've, that I've said time and time again, and it's a, a question that I've got quite often with regards to putting your, your head in the sand like an ostrich. Yes. yes people, yes. people think that because I'm in this space where I'm reporting on good news and focusing mm. on the good news, that, that that's all I know. Yes. yes and, yes. and my answer to that is no. Mm. I know exactly what's going on in our country. I read the news. I watch mm. carte blanche on a Sunday. I yes. do all the things that yeah. maybe I shouldn't, mm. but I do because I believe in balance. Exactly. And I balance my sense. mind with the good and the bad so yeah. I can, I can have that balance. Otherwise, I would be pessimistic and mm. I would feel terrible about South Africa. And the reality is I don't. Mm. I believe we live in the most incredible country True. in the world. Yeah. And I believe, um, the reason for that is it's not because of our president mm. and it's not because of our politicians. Yeah. It's not because of, um, what mainstream media tell you to, to read. Yeah, it's because of the people. 100%. The people, 100%. the people in South Africa mm. are incredible. 
true. And it's okay. That's one of the things that I, um, in, in my photography side, like I said, that's other than doing the podcast and I enjoy photography and I go to action sports events and stuff like that. And I think the people that you find in these things are the unique things. Okay. It's cool. It's like I, I attended, um, Ultimate X at Sun City just a few weeks ago and, um, the most, Incredible story I found was a young, young, um, young guy called Bryce. Him and his, he's 18 years old. He's a BMX pro. He's going to be a legend soon. It's like very, very, but him and his father's um, relationship. I just, um, his father was at the event as well. They're both from America. And, um, I started chatting to him and I said to him, just, it's so cool to see that kind of, cause afterwards he had a run of his, like he finished second and he went to his dad and he hugged his dad. And I got a photo of that and I saw just that emotion. Like so I'm getting goosebumps now, just feeling of that. Cause it's so rare to see that you always hear about, um, yeah, it's like I grew up without a father. It's like myself. I lost my dad, um, when I was 18 years old and, um, you get so many of those bad stories or uh, a parent walking out on his family and stuff like that. And then you get these one moment where you see like, okay, there's actually some good there and capturing those stories. I think that's the, that's a cool thing. And he, his, his father said as well, we, uh, well, he called himself Papa T because he's, uh, he's like Papa Tyrant or whatever, but he's in party animal, but he's always there for his son. He travels there. He introduced him to the whole BMX thing and he takes him to the park and he takes him here and he had to ride and he travels all over the world. Now that he's 18 he's like okay now he's struggling to let go because his son can now actually travel on his own he's an adult now so but he's still there he's still supporting 110 percent and just finding that is, is is so such a cool story if i can say it like that and he said it changed with his father being an alcoholic and he saw and he's the he was the youngest of i think five children or something like that and he saw some terrible things when he grew up and he said that stops with him and I think that's the choice. That's the, your personal choice. You could have a bad background. You doesn't matter what happened in your past. The choice is with you. Are you going to do good? And that doesn't mean by you're going to do good, you're going to end up in a mansion, drive a Rolls Royce. And it's just that, like I said, that good feeling. It's like taking your vitamins in the morning. It's like you feel good. And that, that, that's, I think that's the aim. I think we will have a lot less angriness and that on the media side, if we start changing, it won't happen overnight. It's a gradual thing and it'll be, a small change by you and then that butterfly effect. Like I said, you can either choose your power for good or bad. Like every morning, I think you should just pick up something and say, I'm choosing to be good today. And then I, I, I agree. And it's exactly why good things guy works. Yes. And why, um, the jackpot works and mm-hmm. why the stories work because South yeah. Africans are looking for that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they want that good news. 100%. Yeah. I think everyone's so sick and tired of hearing, Oh, this person did this and this and that again. Like just a, like a simple story. Like I said, my podcast now with, and then people saying, wow, that was actually cool. Cause the, the previous podcast I had now was, was Joe and Monique from Bonafide. Uh, they've got a barber shop and beard oil and stuff like uh, cool products. And they chatted, uh, we chatted about them and their relationship and stuff like that. And afterwards, they said to me, it's like, wow, this is, this is good. It's like now they feel like, off, like halfway through the podcast, they started holding hands and stuff like that. I said, I wish I had a camera just to quickly snap this moment. It was so, honest moment if i can say it like that where people start rethinking about why they do stuff and how they do stuff and the, the amazing people that they have around them so it's just seeing that spark in their eye is amazing that was pretty cool if i i know we, you're meant to be asking the question
actually. No, that's <laughs> but, cool. I but like I, wanna, I would like to know, how did you get into Disruptive Intentional Podcast? How did that start? I just had a normal nine-to-five job in IT. Um, I started with, when I just left school. I went to a college, studied a few Microsoft things and started in IT. And then I just started feeling like this is fulfilling, but it's not... I can't see myself 40, 50 years old still doing this. I'll, I'll be very, 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 very sad person. Well, you don't, you don't look like, I, I know, I know there's not a look, yeah. but in my mind, I imagine like <laughs> the guys from, um, the Big Bang Theory. Oh, That's yeah. like IT guys, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And you look like, you remind me of Joe Black, actually. You got like <laughs> the, that so much. You so got like the, the big black beard yeah. and you're full of tattoos. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you could be Joe Black. This is, this is Joe Black's little brother. I've gotten that so many times. You, like if I go to, what's that place called? This Afrikaans, like like a soki place there in Pretoria. And like I had a guy just grab me by the beard, pull me. It's like, hey, Joe. It's like. No, but sorry, no, not me, not, not Joe. I can't sing. I sing in the shower for myself, maybe. Well, uh, you know what? You should walk around signing autographs. It could be quite funny. It could be quite funny. Yeah. Sorry, you were saying. So no, you, no, no, you it's cool. saw yourself not really being yeah, in IT. And, uh, so I actually started a company uh, with a friend of mine. And um, we did a coffee roastery. We had a guy that roast our beans for it. We packaged it, labeled it, and sold it. That didn't work out 100%. But like I said, every, it, I just learned from that. And then I kind of got part of his company also like I said a men's grooming type thing and we like he sells beard oils and stuff like that we started working with that together and like I said once again I didn't see myself in sales because when I was still studying I did a sales I think two sales jobs at the same time it's like did, walking on the floor and, and just selling selling stuff and I said no, I can't do this I, I like interacting with people but I don't want to sell them stuff and then we actually thought we needed a, a company to do social media and marketing for these companies and I said cool I enjoy that I enjoy Facebook I'm like spend half my day on Instagram and that so why not I'll just start slowly but surely learning this so we started disruptive intent and uh, we started doing the marketing for our companies that we were involved with so basically paying yourself to do the marketing it's it's smart eventually it came to an end where we separate ways we had different ideas there was we just parted ways I bought him out of the company and he continued with his company and I believe he's still doing good on that side but I started okay, now I've got disruptive intent like where am I going to go with this? So I still do the social media marketing. Um, if brands and companies and personalities come to me and it's like, we, I want to market this. Uh, so what I do is I go and I create a campaign for them, create the Facebook content. If they do want a photo shoot, I do that. And in that, with the, the photo shoot, I discovered, it's like, but I enjoy photography. I remember my mom telling me the other day, it's like, you weet, to you claim was you my camera gevat and you weerig probeer afneem. So like, stuff like that. And it's like, oh, it's like, this actually comes a long way. But now I started doing the photography photography and then I've always listened to podcasts like I said part of me my 20 year old self uh, well early 20s now um, is reading more and experiencing more and broadening my horizon and I said but I enjoy Joe Rogan's podcast why can't I do it so I took some of the money that I had in the company and I bought mics and stuff like that and said cool I'm, I'm gonna do this podcast thing and now I'm on ep- this now would be episode six podcast slowly but surely just interviewing people chatting to people and it's not a thing that i want to generate revenue from um it's just a thing where i another outlet where i can broaden my horizons yeah, speak to internet instead of reading one day reading brent's book about his life and like when he's 50 years old and i'm already almost dead then um, <laughs> <laughs> then only finding out who these people are um i thought cool hit them up on social media and if they're keen 
just start talking to them. Um, I like to find out what makes you money, what makes you funny. As I said, those are the two things. If you can get that, you can kind of find out why, what makes that person tick. What makes me funny? No. I don't know. <laughs> you just, I mean, what makes me money? So, mm. um, if, if we ask that question, uh, good things guy mm. does make me money. And through that, uh, I do talks around the country, which is really cool. Yeah. I get to stand up on stage. I still f- freak out before mm. I get up on stage. I'm always I'm petrified. Yeah, yeah. But I get up and I, lo- I love retelling stories. Um, oh. my, the last, <laughs> this, but this is what makes me funny yeah. is because I look at life yeah. through a different lens. Mm-hmm. But the last talk I did, um, was for a massive corporate. Yeah. And I got to the venue, uh, it was at Monte Casino. And, and as I got to the sound desk, Yes. I noticed a man who I've followed on social media and who I look up to mm-hmm. and, and who is, I'm um, just incredible. Yeah. His name is Vusi Tembekwayo and I'm mm-hmm. sure people yeah. follow him and people know of him. He was on that Dragon Slayer thing on, okay. on TV. Yeah. But, uh, with Dragon's Den. And he is also, and, and he was speaking before me, which I was really amped for. Yeah, that's but mm-hmm. he is, I mean, quote unquote, the world's best speaker. Yeah, that's yeah, quite a quite a big follow. <laughs> and I had to go after him, like it yeah, was. I, you take my petrifiedness yeah. and times that like by a million. Yeah. And I listened to him speak, and I was um, besotted. It's he, like, I uh, mean, how? everything that he says, it's... every word that rolls off his tongue, every story he tells, you're just so engrossed with what he has to say. And and then, then they called me up. And I had to get up yeah. and talk and it was, I mean, I, I, I did a good job. I think the client was happy, yeah. but, um, that's my funny side is that I can look mm. at that situation and as petrified as I am, I can still laugh, shake it off, get up on stage and do my thing. So, uh, I think uh, when you're talking about the petrified side, I think once you lose that in a certain aspect, I think you should stop doing that then. Because once it becomes mundane, it becomes like a normal nine to five job. Then you're just going through the motion. If I can say when I, when I got off stage, mm. he, he didn't have to stay yeah. he wasn't he wasn't booked for the whole day yes. it was his talk and then he could go that's how mm. speaking works yes, you don't yes. have to sit around mm-hmm. and he sat and he listened to my full talk and when i got off stage uh, he shook my hand and he said to me well done your yeah. story is so inspiring you were that's great awesome, and man. i thought to myself this is the world's best speaker <laughs> telling me that i'm like it was just so mm. surreal such mm. a surreal moment I-, I always say if you feel that you're the smartest person in the room you're probably not humble enough because there's always something that you can learn from that um if you get into a room if i get into this situation i could there's a bookload of information that i can get from you and um i believe there's some perspective that you might be able to learn something from me and i think that's 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 a cool part of that's that's the beautiful part of being or the beautiful side of being human that's is that we we can continuously learn from each other exactly and um everybody and my dad used to tell me, and it's it's funny. I I, I say these words. Mm. Uh, I also lost my father. Yeah. Um, it's almost it's almost been a decade now. Mm. Um, but when, before I ever uh, get on stage mm-hmm. or get behind a microphone, yeah. whenever whenever this is happening, mm. um, I hear my dad saying, uh, "You've got a you've got a story to tell and an opinion that matters." And sure. and I think that's uh, every single person mm. in the whole history of the world has got a story to tell and an opinion that matters. Yeah. And and all we need to do is ourselves be open up, uh, open enough mm. to listen to them. Yeah. And um and that's isn't that's what we got taught in English. The greatest communication skill mm. is listening. It's not talking. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not putting 100%. it out there. It's mm. just sitting back mm. and taking it in. Taking it um, in. Yeah. Also, a lot of the time when. 
when we when we are in conversations with each other or, or trying to learn from each other, we might not be listening because we're thinking about what we're going to say next. Hundred percent, yeah. And and I think that the trick is to stop that mm. and to be like, mm, I'm going to listen to everything you have to say. Hundred <laughs> percent. Is is that it? Is this uh, this podcast done? I think that's done and dusted. Let's ship this one off. Well, Kev, th- thank you for for uh, thank you for this. I think no, it's, yeah, it's it's cool for collaboration and for two different voices to come together. Mm. I no, am excited about where podcasting is going same, yeah. in South Africa and it was really cool to. it was weird yeah. to be interviewed yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it was the, really cool yeah it's like also getting questions back and like, <laughs> hey this is my role yeah <laughs> I'm no, sorry I'm sorry. I just, I've got the hats on already no no that's, that's fine like I said that, I think that's a cool thing about it again we broadening our horizons and, and learning from each other it was, it was a cool experience very well, cool very cool awesome. um, if you want to catch up with more stuff uh, tune in to whatever channel you're listening to this on yeah yeah um, and I'm going to wish you only good things same yeah yeah whatever be like spread that kindness and let's have that butterfly effect eventually so if you see each other on the highway instead of flipping someone off wave to them <laughs> bless them <laughs> that's it wishing you only good things and for more good things visit www.goodthingsguy.com okay love you bye